0: And welcome to the NXT Takeover in Your House preview. I'm Adam Wilborn from What Culture, joined by one of the Dudley Boys, Michael Hamblett from What Culture, to look ahead to this weekend's NXT Takeover in Your House pay per view. But before we get into it, if you're a fan of this sort of thing, make sure you subscribe to What Culture Wrestling on either iTunes, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts from, for daily wrestling podcasts where we review Raw, SmackDown, NXT, AW, Dynamite pay per views. We have interviews, roundtable discussions, and a roundup of the week, complete with a bloody good quick of course on WrestleCulture. As I said though, joined by Michael Hamlet to preview NXT Takeover in your house. It goes down on Sunday night. Myself and Michael Sidgwick will be reviewing it at some point on Monday. But I'm low-key really excited for this card. How are you feeling as this is built over the last few weeks, Hamlet?
1: I'm feeling all right. Um, I've enjoyed, broadly speaking, I've enjoyed NXT Um, since the end of the Wednesday Night Wars. It's felt like a product a weekly product with a bit of direction again um i don't love this card but i'm wondering if that might be in ultimately in the show's favor i'm going in with extremely measured expectations this time around um the really successful nostalgia of last year is not something they can mine as much now like they hit upon this sweet spot that so many and i'm going to say of us Of me a type of fan and us of a certain age or of a certain taste that had never been catered to a nostalgia for the new generation and they hit upon that last year um in much the same way aw did with stadium stampede in a way that just felt like a proper escape something else to think about other than the misery of the world outside and they nailed it obviously in your house it's like a cute gag in and of itself but like they really really nailed the nostalgia I don't think they can lean on that as much this year I think the pressure is on them I think they'll still do it I think the house set will be great Todd Pettingill's gonna be awesome we had Doc Hendricks in the slam jam all they'll have a few cute ideas but it's going to be far less about the aesthetics and more about the actual quality of the card so maybe that's a good kind of pressure to put on these performers in what we assume will be the last takeover of this this, the darkest timeline. Like, it'd be <laughs> nice to think the next one gets us back to what we
0: knew. Yeah. I really think that people are kind of sleeping on this card. I can't see a bad match on there. I've got to be honest. Um, I think there'll be shenanigans in a few matches, but I mm. think a lot of people will be pleasantly surprised by this. And I know there's going to be a voice in my head. I don't think we're doing a stream for, for this one. Uh, but I know there'll be a voice in my head, regardless, saying, "Could you stay up and watch it? Because you'll probably be in bed by like half oh, two, three o'clock our time." So we'll I'm uh, off on I'm off on Monday because I have an um, important meeting
1: at one of my son's uh, uh, school on Monday morning, early doors, mm. about nine o'clock. It normally runs to about lunchtime, and I will have those exact same thoughts and those exact same voices. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Significant responsibilities that I'll almost certainly partially neglect to watch a 1995 nostalgia card.
0: Let's start with a match, though, that I think is far and away the contender for match of the night. And it's sort just all been thrown together. It is two titles on the line for the price of one. A winner-takes-all six-man tag team match from the North American and the tag team titles. Bronson Reed and MSK versus, well, effectively, the whole of Legada del Fantasma, that being Santos Escobar, Joaquin Wilde and Raul Mendoza. And this isn't going to be difficult to produce an absolute banger, is it? No, it's not.
1: and um... I expect this to be great, but to build on your point before about how people are maybe sleeping on this card and what we can expect when you look at things match by match, this sort of exemplifies possibly how this entire show will go because the quality of the matches is assured, isn't it? Bronson, Reed, and MSK versus del Fantasma. Um, MSK and Fantasma have already had this quality tag match. Uh, Escobar and Reed appear, at least on the surface, have fantastic chemistry together. It's built off an extremely memorable spot in an awesome NXT TV main event, and there's belts on the line. The thing is, and I do think this is an issue up and down this show, is how many people are going to buy into the stakes and how much that will affect the quality of the, not so much the match, but the quality of the drama. Mm-hmm. Um, the work, and there's three or four matches that I think that example can be applied to. The work should be great. Um, But as we often say, great wrestling isn't always enough because it's there every single week on television. Now, you've got to buy into the possibility. You've got to bite on the finish and you've got to Mm. buy into the possibility that um, titles can change hands or consequences occur as a result of the matches. And this, like several others, could be undermined. I hope it isn't. And I have faith in all of them, much like the MSK Phantasma tag match, where that result never felt in doubt. And yet they kind of got you on one near fall on TV. Mm. Um, I hope they're capable of doing that here, because like a couple of other matches, it just feels a little bit too predictable to really hook you in in that final third. And that's a lot of what these big fireworks display matches need.
0: Do you know what the thing is, is the NXT Women's Championship match and this match, you and I both agree, I sense, that there's going to be no title changes in that. Mm. Having said that, I think I would bite more on a false finish in this match than with the other one. Because in my head, I can go... Uh, they could probably, you know, hot potato the, the tag titles and the North American title. Probably won't do great things for, for Bronson Reed, but they could they could do it. They could easily do it and, and put it back on them because in the interim, we're going to be distracted with uh, uh, Champer and Thatcher versus uh, the Grizzled Young Vets. So I probably will bite on a finish, but like you say, I agree that I don't think any titles are going to change hands here. Having said all that, I'm so excited to see what Bronson Reed and MSK can do when they work together. Like you say, we've seen what MSK can do when they work with the other guys in the Garda Fantasma, and the interactions between Santos Escobar and Bronson Reed have been really enjoyable as well. This is just a lovely combo of all, all of that, basically, isn't it?
1: Yeah. From a physical chemistry point of view, I've got absolutely no doubt of the quality and the ultimate success of this. Um, I would love to see Bronson Reed um, incorporated, perhaps, into MSK's style – um, let just wind them up and let them go, yeah. And then get to watch Bronson Reed and Santos Escobar. Not that they can't keep up, sounds patronizing, but getting to watch them try and like adopt that style for the night as well. So, Bronson Reed has got a high spot in him. We know this, that's part of his appeal is that every now and then he can fly. Um, how high can he fly? It doesn't just have to be the tsunami. Like, are we gonna see like a, a trifecta of dives? all at the same time or something like that you know is he mm. is he gonna want to level up to the msk for the night are they gonna get on his back for a three-man tsunami oh. onto you know whoever is the, the unfortunate victim below is it going to be three splashes all at once like the rockers or the rock and roll express used to do when there was two at once like i
0: just think there's like a window for creativity in the absence of maybe
1: stakes that anyone's particularly buying into.
0: I don't know what their, their moon's moves called, presumably some sort of standing moonsault thing. You know when they're normally they flip and the other one pushes them onto the other yeah. one? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What if one of them does that, but they've got a Del Fantasma are on the outside and Bronson just whoop, over the top rope? It's really it dangerous, is. as always. No, but like, it'd look class though, wouldn't it? <laughs> I, I don't know. I I'd always do this. I book these poor performers into impossible spots and then go, why didn't they do that? Computer game <laughs> stuff. But yeah, just to just to summarize Bronson Reed MSK retain, yeah?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah.
0: Uh one of the big question marks going into this show is the Mercedes Martinez Zaire Lee match and what Zia Lee and Boa and Mei Ying or, or whatever, whatever we're calling this. What are they call Tian Sha, isn't it? The overall, Tianxia, yeah. What they're going to do to her. Because there's only one winner here, right? Yeah, there's a,
1: there yeah, it's Ilesth um Mercedes Martinez a sort of I don't want, I don't know not to call it unfortunate or enviable um but she's quite an integral part of this in, like evolving NXT women's roster. As we saw with Raquel Gonzalez, the match was a bit of a letdown unfortunately, but the build was exactly what it needed to be. They looked to be a perfect parent and a perfect obstacle for Raquel Gonzalez to get past as the new champion. Um and that's Martinez's lot in this company. It's you know, WWE's institutional sexism and ageism. Unfortunately, she'll never be pushed as its top star. She dares to be 40 as if that holds back any of the men on the roster, but mm-hmm. it does women. We know this was Serena Deeb, who was what, like 35 or something, 34, and they relegated her to a coach. Um, but what is good is that they're learning from the mistake they made with Serena Deeb and Mercedes Martinez, still in a position to help others. And I think she's going to help this Sile character. I really like this build. I think they've pivoted quite smartly from Zaylee getting it done with magic to getting it done with the physical attributes she got through magic. Does that yes. make sense? Yes. It's quite a big. Dif- there's a big difference there, isn't it? Zaylee is hard now because of magic. It's easier to swallow than Zaylee knows someone that's going to blow magic smoke in your face. <laughs> like one is like tethered to the reality of pro wrestling more so than the other, and I think we got that. Like I thought it was, I know not everybody liked it, but I thought that was really effective that little brawl they had before Mercedes Martinez match on NXT that she won anyway. Mm. Um, Zylie just looked like really pissed off, and she's talked about having the memory of being abused by Martinez in the May Young Classic, which I thought was another nice detail. Like, they are retconning a, a failed push with Lee to have her beat up all opponents. This is a good version of people's. Being fantasy booking. <laughs> she's going back and she's dealing with her all the opponents with this violence she's learned through magic. Um, she's gonna do it here. She's gonna beat her. And I think this is what evidence have we had? Sorry, like what evidence does suggest that like this just won't be a case of these two just beating the shit out of each other? Because mm. that appears to me to be the psychology of this whole thing. And Xylion this night is gonna be the harder of the two. I th- I think this is gonna be great. This is one of them ones where a lack of a belt or anything like that really helps because it's just gonna be a fight and xylee feels like a project so she gets to win but i just i can't wait to see the action beforehand
0: yeah i i completely agree um you, you, you genuinely struggle to have a bad match with Mercedes Martinez. She's so talented and, and I'm so disappointed that they are doing what, exactly what you're saying there. I've just been like, you old! And it's like, no, <laughs> she's great. Uh, and I'm sure even Adam Nicholas, who's been a big supporter of us for years, uh, will be sad about all this. I think we're going to do gigs. We are going to see some callbacks to what happened with them in the in the May Young. I think that's the mm. right thing to do. Are, is there going to be spooky bollocks? Maybe. Maybe, I hope not. Um, like you say, I hope they just present it as this is a different version of Zalee. At a push, I think I mentioned this on one of the NXT previews or reviews, at a push, I would have Tian Sha and the Dragon Lady get involved, but not to do the like Mr. Fuji stuff in the face for to cost Martinez the match, but to blow something in Zalee's mat as face, which almost makes her very dangerous territory i'm wandering into here no sell everything and just further exemplify that she's now unstoppable or unbeatable or at the very least her body now will do what her mind has always wanted her to do i think is that that's the story needs to be portrayed here um but again yeah Mercedes martinez unfortunately has to be the sacrificial lamb here doesn't she
1: a a little bit yeah And, and it is a shame but Uh, I don't know, it's very, like, I don't know how hokey they can get with this before it becomes too stupid, because I kind of think they already did, and then they've acknowledged that and dialed it back a little bit, Mm. so I don't know if they'll ultimately want us to forget about some of that, if Xylee can go on a run where the, yeah, like, the magic powers are implied, rather than literally supplanted onto her via blowing smoke at the start of a match, or goo, or all that sort of stuff, I don't, like... I feel like they're just about starting to get the measure of a right, but I don't want to be made to look foolish by the presentation on Sunday. So we'll leave it there now before I give them too much credit.
0: (laughs) Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices Right, let's get on to what should be the main event on Sunday, what won't be the main event, unfortunately, on Sunday. It is, of course, the ladder match for the million-dollar championship. It is L.A. Knight versus Cameron Grimes, baby, to the moon. Michael Hamflet, I know it might break my heart, you want need to be honest with me here. Is Cameron Grimes the next million-dollar man? No.
1: I thought not. But nor should he be, and that's the point here. And um, they, they are swim, They're not swimming against the tide. They're swimming with it. They're just pretending like they're swimming against it. They're swimming against the tide of the Cameron Grimes babyface turn. And this week, more than any others recently, was to tell that they know what they're doing with this character, and they know that people want to cheer him and they want to get behind him. And when crowds are back, it's going to happen. How do you, how do you get there from this brilliant pivot of making him rich on GameStop money? Well, how do you do it? As we sort of discussed in the review, is making actively rubbish at having all this cash, and acknowledging that like money doesn't make you a good person, you just got to be far less of a dickhead. And Cameron Grimes is far less of a dickhead than La Knight. Um, I don't know if Ted DiBiase factors into the finish. Um, I've enjoyed our kind of like the idea that like Cameron Grimes could be my fair lady, could be Pygmalioned by Ted DiBiase. I think, was was nice until this became the out-and-out out stipulation. And I just I can just visualise, if we're going to pick one of these two, and I know I've talked before about it actually being, this is all to benefit Jake Atlas, the guy that has won matches against both these two guys in Ted DiBiase's presence. I don't feel like that's an accident, and I feel like that will factor in. But I guess if they're hanging the belt up and chucking a ladder in there, it can't be that finished. One of them's got to climb the ladder and grab the belt. Um, I just see it going LA Knight's way. I think... Cameron Grimes gets to be the unlucky loser, but he gets to win in the end, Wilbon, because money isn't the root of happiness, is it? In a piece and sharing time and joy with others is, isn't it? And uh, Cameron Grimes, Cameron Grimes will get to do that when the people are back in the building.
0: Yeah, I'm torn here because I think you're right. That 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 Virgil moment uh, from <laughs> back in the day is something you do kind of want fans in attendance for. Having said that, I just have to stick to the booking I did on the NXT review, which is they're both climbing the (laughs) ladder. You know what? Maybe you can have both. Maybe you can have Ted DiBiase tip over the ladder to cost Cameron Grimes just his read from the briefcase along with all this. But they're climbing the ladder, despite the impossibility of my booking here again. Climbing the ladder. LA Knight realises, oh, bollocks, Cameron Grimes is going to get there before me. I'm going to have to cheat. Low blow, except Cameron Grimes is protecting himself with a cup made out of money or gold or whatever you want even <laughs> off the ladder because that would be mint and then grabs a million dollar championship but yeah there is that slight doubt in my mind that maybe not now but later for for him holding that title he's gonna get it eventually so maybe he will initially you take it away to give it back to him sort of thing um a match that is far more predictable is Raquel Gonzalez versus Ember Moon. They tried to present you with the, Oh, possibly with Ember Moon hitting the eclipse and knocking Gonzalez out cold on, 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 on NXT this week, (laughs) NXT women's championship on the line, according to Wikipedia, at the very least Shotzi Blackheart in one corner, Dakota Kai in the other. Will they factor into it? And well, how does Raquel Gonzalez retain basically?
1: Yeah, I, Don't know if they're gonna factor into it. She's all reports are that she's injured. Mm -hmm. Um, she wasn't featured in the build. And this is one of those cases where again you you walk that tightrope with um Raquel Gonzalez specifically about how much of a how much of a heel you can still get out of her before she becomes the break like babyface breakout star. Um, Dakota Kai is this little snake figure that hangs around with her in the the Sean and Diesel comparison we always go back to I think it benefits this match for Ember Moon to have the numerical disadvantage, I really do if Shotzi's there in a corner, fair enough you've got one to offset the other but I quite like the idea of Ember Moon having to do this by herself because that was the whole point of the build on Wednesday, she might have got the win against Dakota Kai but the important thing was she can hit two eclipses and put two people down fairly quickly and that was what we needed to see from her Uh, I've got high hopes for this match and I, Emma Moon seems to have like sh- like got rid of all the rust that she had when she first yeah. came back. Yeah. She's she's somebody else like Mercedes Martinez that is like bursting with credibility, an ex NXT Women's Champion. That belt is still probably the most prestigious in all of WWE, and Ember Moon's held it, so she knows what it means to be in that spot. Um, she slayed giants before she got a, I think maybe the first victory over Shayna Baszler. I think it was Ember Moon. So all this sort of stuff will factor in to what I think in contrast to the six man. Is maybe one great near fall. Like they'll work to one awesome near fall. Um, the target, I guess, is um Britt Baker and Hikaru Shida. Like the most probably nailed on prediction that anybody could make all year. And they somehow find a way to make you believe they're not actually going to do it. They're not going to do the switch here. Um, that's what they're working towards in this one. Not sure they'll achieve it, but I think the actual body of the match will be far better than that. Um, Moon is super experienced, Gonzalez. I want to consider the Martinez match the exception rather than the rule. I think Gonzalez's form before that was pretty fantastic. And I like the match with Io Shirai. Um, Dakota Kai will make things difficult, but will probably screw up at a key moment. And that will just allow the dissension to build between the two. Great angle, decent story of a match. And Gonzalez retains, but Moon isn't.
0: Like isn't weaker for the loss. She's just taking a beating off the best the division's got to offer. That's what the champion should be. Exactly, yeah. We were talking about this on Thursday about crowds returning and, and the first takeover you have back. And as part of that, you'd want Raquel Gonzalez versus Dakota Kai as that moment. Mm. And you need the title involved with that. And therefore, you've got to line up challenges for Raquel Gonzalez to knock down and Ember Moon is going to be one of the first of many. Um, And yeah, you can have more Issues and uh, you know, akin to what we had with Britt Baker, the supposed help in the corner almost costing her the match. But Racco Gonzalez is going to be great. But I just love the fact that they did that. I mean, what do you want to call it—a modified stunner, an eclipse, a jawbreaker, whatever she did off off of Racco Gonzalez's finisher on the show this week to set up uh, the first eclipse. I thought was just it just. Now, you're not like, oh, she lifts her up, and here she comes. There's the finish. That's the beauty of it all. And as much as I've said, oh, yeah, we all know Raquel Gonzalez. This is going to win. She's going to hit an eclipse. I'm going to go, oh, my God, this is it. This is it. And Dakota yep. is going to have to – she's maybe going to hit two or three. And Dakota is going to have to hook, hook Raquel Gonzalez's leg onto the bottom rope and go, oh, ref, look, 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 because she's genuinely out cold. But – I have no doubt this is another potential contender for for match of the night without question. Uh, let's move on to what presumably is going to be the main event. Hamphlet. Um Two weeks ago, we were sat here saying, "I'm sure Johnny Gangalo can can put out a good match from Carrying Cross." It's all up in the air now because we have a fatal five way match for the NXT Cham- Championship. Carrying Cross, Enix Wickerly demanding he faces everyone, and by everyone, I mean Kyle Riley. A returning Adam Cole, Johnny Gargano, uh, all challenging for the NXT championship. Who leaves as NXT champion, Michael Hamlet. Uh,
1: I mean, I can't really say it. Well, there's only two possible winners here without emerging with splinters on my arse, isn't there? But there is only two possible winners here. There can only be Carrying Cross if things are staying as they are. And, you know, he's only really recently won the belt, relatively speaking and he's going to carry on being NXT champion for a while. Or Adam Cole, who returned a couple of weeks ago and instantly felt like the biggest star on the show and the biggest star on the show should probably be champion. I'm not in favour of that whole, well, he's a big enough star already, he doesn't need the belt. That booking has got us into some awful trouble on WWE's main roster. You put the belt on the the biggest guy. Um, The carrying cross to the main roster speculation is maybe how we're approaching the result Mm -hmm. of this match rather than actually caring about the drama. I I think most people are... In agreement that this build is pretty rubbish um the five ways at least made it a bit more unpredictable as you say we were all kind of pointing it towards gargano versus cross and that would have been probably the most predictable match on the show so they've done something in given us a potential different champion to talk about but the booking's not been that great otherwise it feels very much like they've determined that there are better singles matches to use at takeovers with crowds and they've got no interest in wasting one here between various combinations of these five guys, um, it's not the kind of night to. Well, just working through them, it's not the kind of match or night to crown Kylo Riley. Um, Gargano, let's be honest, would be an insane choice to win.
0: Yeah, he's he's Pete he's Dunne. the most outsider for me, even more than Pete Dunn. Is he? Is he the? Yeah, answer?
1: he's he's the biggest outsider. Pete Dunn, um, less so than Gargano, but has lost so much and hasn't yet talked his way into that feeling that anybody's got for him to be a top guy and that does just leave you with Cole and Cross and I feel like that that just looks from the outside to be a decision that will be made entirely based on the whereabouts of Karrion Cross the following Monday if he's headed to Raw or off to SmackDown you take the belt off him if that is just complete rumour and innuendo then you, they probably keep it on Cross. me I'm Adam Cole all day he, he's held that belt again on Wednesday, I think it was after the last shot, and he held it over Karen Cross, and it just like Adam Cole is right. The things that Adam Cole is saying are right. <laughs> that belt, that belt is his. Like it's, or that like when you see that the wrong person is. I didn't feel like this when Finn Balor, right? but like when I see Karen Cross holding it and Adam Cole back in the picture, I'm looking thinking that's his property. Get off, <laughs> and I need I need to see that manifested on Sunday, or if not Sunday, ASAP. So I'm going to go with heart over head, and I'm going to say Adam Cole.
0: It's really bloody tough to call this because it's like, if Karrion Cross wins, who's he faced after that? He's faced everyone. But,
1: yeah, this is one of the problems though, because yeah, you're right. Nobody has a right for a title shot because he said, ah, oh, I bet you're. And he, let's say for argument's sake, he pins Gargano, because as we've kind of said, Gargano feels the one that needs all of this the least and can bounce into anything. He pins Gargano. Like, how cringe is it going to be that Kyle O'Reilly and Cole and Pete Dunn are going to be like, Yeah, well, you didn't pin me. <laughs> and that's that, That's going to be their like backdoor, like title rematch thing. Like, uh, balanced criticism across all these shows. I thought it was pretty rubbish when Orange Cassidy was like, uh, it isn't over, Kenny. When he was talking to Kenny Omega after double up and it was like, Well, it is he beat you. <laughs> like, this is the this is the show where wins and losses matter. But they've done a way wh- like Pete Dunn's lost to everybody, and he just gets title matches. <laughs> Kyle O'Reilly. Has lost his two title matches and he's back in one here because Karen Cross said he'd fight them all. Like they'll just go where they want to, ultimately. So if Karen Cross wins, he's pinning
0: Gargano because all the others will be staking another claim. Yeah, it's I kind of have to go with you with Adam Cole because it's not Gargano. Put my house on it being not Gargano, first and foremost. It's I mean, almost to the same level. It's not going to be beat done. Like you say, the ain't happening here. And Kyle O'Reilly, again, as we spoke about on Thursday, needs a coronation in front of fans, whether he takes it off Karen cross or Adam Cole. Mm-hmm. The only thing, oh, I don't know. It's a tiny bit in my head and it's, it's, I almost don't want it to happen. But there's a bit of me that's like, Adam Cole, isn't the only one who can do a surprise return. What if Roderick Strong comes back and goes, oh, you think you should walk yeah. straight back into this and cost, cost Cole and cost Gargano? I, 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 Bobby, I don't know. I don't know, Michael. What do you want from me?
1: Well, <laughs> Bobby Fish, of course, we highlighted that it was quite pointed that Kyle Riley didn't make the save, did he, when Bobby Fish was getting re-injured by Pete Dunne and Only So is that Kyle O'Reilly's out from this match? Bobby yeah. Fish arrives on the scene and turns on him, something like that. Adam Cole stares at him. can't believe his look. Um, I have another prediction that's not related to the Wikipedia card, if I may. Go on. Um, Frankie Monet's dog
0: shits on the In Your House prop grass. Oh! And Todd Pettingale has to clear it up. <laughs> yeah. With his marigolds on. Oh, yeah. yes. Yes, yes, yes.
1: There you go. Whole house turns pink and then he takes a dump on the grass.
0: Also, I haven't dreamt this, did I? Uh, we did see Gargano kiss a picture of Doc Hendricks before he had his match last year. Yes,
1: yes, we did. Oh, he's pitching the real thing this year. Yeah, kiss, kiss the real Doc Hendricks on the way to the ring. Like <laughs> he, he goes to kiss the picture again, but it's like one of them Adams family moments where Hendricks is like alive in oh! the frame, and he just out, "Just kisses him back." <laughs> yeah, I mean, I guess... oh no, no, that's how the first kiss happens. Indy Hartwell's kissing a picture of Dexter Loomis, but Dexter Loomis is so good at staying still that she doesn't <laughs> realise it's actually him. It's just him behind a frame.
0: Yeah, in reality, we're sat here talking about, oh, he leaves us champion and stuff. All we really want to know is, is Cameron Grimes a million dollar man and when her index getting together? That's the main thing I want to <laughs> put back at this in your house. But I'm really looking forward to it. Let us know your thoughts ahead of it all. At What Culture WWE, of course. Uh, Whilst they can follow both of us, you can follow Michael Hamflit at... Michael Hamflit. Follow me at Adam Wilburn. Follow us all at What Culture WWE. Make sure you subscribe to What Culture Wrestling wherever you get your podcast from for daily wrestling podcasts, uh, including of course the review of this show. Michael Hampler, is off on Monday, uh, so as he alluded to, he will not be able to uh, be around to review the show. But myself and Sidgwick will attempt to do a great job, as well as reviewing Dynamite and reviewing Raw and doing all the other bollocks <laughs> that we we'll normally do. We'll we'll try. We'll try. I promise. Uh, but yes. Exciting. Looking forward to it. Takeover in your house goes down tomorrow night, of course. Enjoy it. Join us for the review on Monday. But for now, this has been the preview of it all. My thanks to Michael Hamplin. Thank you for joining us. And we will see you soon.
1: Hold up. What was that?